on today's episode of Gathering the Kings. You know, I sit up. I don't I don't feel any different. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Uh, I leave. And literally like two weeks later, our income started to increase and it tripled within three months. Now we're, we're almost double where that was. And it's just like, this is insane. Like everything is just moving so incredibly fast, all because I shifted my mentality. You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. Hey everybody, Chaz Wolf, I'm back to you this week. My guest, Scott Simpson, is an online YouTubist. Probably didn't even say that right, but this guy uh, brings some incredible value. He's a super unique, almost unicorn in the space. I don't know of anybody else doing what he does as far as um, uh, what the service that he offers on the uh, YouTube channel. But guys, he breaks down so much struggle, victory in the story to get to the uh, seven figure plus mark that I want you guys to pay close attention because he's super real and authentic about what it took. And, uh, and I think that you'll relate to it. So grab that pen and paper. Here it comes. Hey, everybody. Chaz Wolf. I'm your host, Gathering the Kings. We're back on the show today. I've got Scott Simpson on the stage today. Brother, welcome. What's up? Thank you for having me. I'm uh, excited to be here. Excited to share my story. Love talking entrepreneurship. So let's go. Let's do it. Dude, what type of business do you have? I have a a YouTube consulting agency uh, where we do done for you and consulting work. And then I also run a video marketing conference called Video Marketing World. And that's here in Dallas. Nice. Love it. We were just talking off air a little bit about Dallas and I'm in Kansas City, obviously not too, too far from you, but yeah, Dallas is blowing up out here. Yep. Everybody's moving here. Well, it seems like everybody's leaving California and going everywhere else. So yeah. <laughs> California, yeah. New York, it's like, they're all coming, all coming to <laughs> central United States now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, and, and what a great place to be with um, uh, tax uh, benefits and, and some warm weather. That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, okay. So I'm curious at this stage in the game. Um, so first off, congratulations, because we got connected because I saw a, a post of yours, how um, this awesome award uh, for those that aren't in the marketing world um, who may not know, there's a, a two comma club award given out by ClickFunnels, And Scott has recently achieved that level, which basically means you've been crushing it um, at, a, at a super high level. So actually, let's just start there. I, I'd love to hear about just like the journey to get there for you and like achieving that award. Like I'm sure there's all kinds of emotions there. Let's just start there first. Whenever I'm asked to tell my story, I'm like, where do I begin? Because it, it, it's like an, an entire life of kind of like taking baby steps, inching along to get to this place. And I think that where it all kind of begins is like, I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always known I want to work for myself. I don't want to work for somebody else. I want to be in control of my time when really like that's kind of a joke, right? As an entrepreneur, you're like, you think you're in control of your time, yeah. but really you're yeah. just <laughs> subject to your, to your business at, at times until you can scale yourself out of your business. That's right. But um, 
I've always been an entrepreneur, always had that like itch and always wanted to just find ways to solve problems and help people. So that way they could be happy and I could have something of value to offer the world. Yeah. And um, I couldn't quite ever figure that out really until I was in my early thirties. Uh, Cause my wife and I started seven businesses in seven years in our twenties and every single one of those businesses, we lost money on them. But the thing is, we learned valuable lessons from every single one of those businesses. Yeah. And I, I think the biggest thing, one of the biggest like mindset shifts that I had was not looking at the not successful businesses as failures, but right. looking at them more as, hey, this is my education. Like, yeah. it's going to cost me some money. I could go to college, uh, yep. which I did for two years. I didn't, you know, <laughs> didn't, didn't well finish that one. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I could go to college and I could spend hundred thousand dollars on an education, or I could lose a hundred thousand dollars in business and essentially buy my education by just right. doing. Yeah. And so yeah. that, that's what we did, you know, that, and, uh, we didn't really have our, our first major business success until about 2014, 2015. Okay. And, uh, and then we started making some money. We, we got into the over six figures a year range. Sure. And um, uh, my wife and I got launched on YouTube and we built up a YouTube channel and went full-time on YouTube from 2017 to 2019, then pivoted into uh, video marketing world, our, our business. And then I, everything just kind of like snowballed into this awesome agency and conference. And here we are now, seven figures later. And it's like, it's yeah. great. Uh, I mean, we can get into the weeds, but really, I think that like the big point of all of this is to say, like, you don't fail, you learn. Yeah. And if you don't give up, you will get there at some point. 100%. I love both of those principles. And you're right. It's funny how a lot of people have heard both of those principles for so long that it almost feels like, man, you know, like there's got to be more, like, give me the real thing, you know? Um, but it's, it is, it is the yeah. real thing. Well, we've been really transparent about the grind the whole time. Like even since 2010, what my wife and I wrote uh, two books in 2009 and 2010. And we told our story back then about our seven business failures. Right. And um, I think that people have actually seen how hard we've been grinding for how long we've been grinding. You know, we've been grinding. I've been married to my wife for almost 18 years. Wow. And we've been grinding since the very beginning. Like we yeah. started our first business, like right after we got married. And, uh, and so I think that people can see, they've been able to see the grind. Um, whereas like you get a lot of people who just kind of come up and come out of nowhere, but in reality, they've been doing so much behind the scenes. Right. And I think there's a lot of people who look at that. They just got lucky or, um, you know, it's this windfall type of an effect. And, and most right. of the time it's not, it's like these people have been working their butt off for years and years and years. And now they've finally reaping the re rewards of it. You're right. Your, your uh, story or situation being on video and in the public eye and the public space. Yeah. You're right. Probably people have seen firsthand the struggle as opposed to what you're saying with some others that they just don't get to see that part of it, uh, the grind, if you will, what we call the warrior stage. Um, until you can get to the king stage where you can have a little bit more influence and start delegating out and start having a, a team and, and influencing your community and all these other really cool things you get to do in a business. But you got to go through the grind first. You got to go through the warrior stage. So exactly. That's awesome, man. I, I so appreciate the honesty there. I think that everybody can relate to that, especially the, the folks that are listening right now. They're probably most likely in that six figures. They're trying to get to the seven figure mark and 
you know, the, the reality of it is, is that they need more of what they're doing. They need to market more or better. They need to get more sales. They need to fulfill more product or projects or whatever they're doing. And they need to keep track of their money. Like those are the four areas of any business. They need to repeat, repeat, repeat until they get big enough. And so you're yeah. saying if they just do it long enough and hang in there, don't quit that, that there's light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> What's funny is, so we, we teach YouTube, obviously uh, that's our business. And one of the like core principles that we tell people is like, Hey, you have to go into this with a plan of never giving up. If you never give up, you will eventually make it. And it's the same with anything else. If you never give up and you commit to getting 1% better, every time you take action, you will accomplish your goal in athletics in sports in the Olympics in business in any skill that you're trying to learn. If you never give up and you commit to getting better, you will eventually make it. Yeah. Huge. I hope you're taking notes right now as a listener. Uh, Scott has given you some, what, what may seem like uh, fluffy answers, but I'm telling you right now, he and I both can come into an agreement on this is that this is what the real deal answers really are. So I hope that you're paying attention. Um, Scott, at this level, I'm curious, um, a lot of people would say that you've made it, you know, or that silver spoon, or you got lucky, right? Like at this <laughs> <Yeah>. stage, <laughs> why do you keep pushing? Like, why are you still wanting to go after this kind of like culmination of like, ah, oh, we finally hit this stage in business? You know, that's a really good question. I think I'm, I'm driven to help people and there are always people that need to be helped and we pivot and we move and, and I I'm, you know, super ADD. And so I'm always like all over the place, looking over here, looking over there. Uh, I've been able to stay focused on business, make sure that you don't let the shiny penny syndrome um, really affect you because part of success is being hyper-focused on one very specific thing. It's all kind of, again, like just snowballed into this awesome <laughs> place. I, I, I can't, yeah. I can't stop wanting to help people I could see myself being an entrepreneur or building businesses for the rest of my life. I don't ever want to retire. I just like doing stuff too much, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. You, you said several things in there that I personally relate to, but I'm sure every entrepreneur out there listening can, which is number one, obviously want to help people like that's that there's gotta be a, a level of that in every entrepreneur. Otherwise the money or the grind or the, the build process uh, will eventually wear on you long enough to where it has to be more than that, whether it's helping other people as your client or helping other people, meaning your team or helping other people, your family, there's gotta be a bigger purpose. And then the other thing too, just uh, being shiny, like looking all over the place. I think there's um, some interesting things there that a lot of business owners struggle with. And, um, and eventually there comes a time though, where it does make sense to look in other places. You've got money now, you've got some resources, you've got more time because you have a team and you start looking at different avenues or maybe investments. Um, but you're right. A lot of people start maybe getting a little distracted too soon. I think the, the reason that is, is because we all want growth so fast, right? And we look to our left, we look to our right, and we see other people who seem to be getting the wealth or uh, getting the accolades, accomplishments, whatever, faster than us. And so it's like, we make these little micro pivots so that way we can adjust because we're, we're picking up little tactics or tips or tricks or even bigger, like, oh, they're doing this business. Well, I got to jump on that. When in reality, again, it's, they have just been hyper-focused on one thing for long enough. Now they're reaping the benefits of it. And if you pivot, then all of the growth that you have done on this one lane disappears and you immediately have to start over on this new venture, this new task yeah. or new skill that you're trying to learn. So it makes so much more sense if you ignore what's going on, you be happy for their success and cheer them on 
And at the same time, you just stay focused in your lane. As soon as I stopped paying attention to what other people are doing and just was like, Hey, I'm grateful for their journey. They're inspiring me. I'm going to take what I've learned and incorporate it into my thing. That's when things really started to change. I just stopped caring what other people were doing and just started (laughs) focusing on what I was doing. So good. So good. Yeah. And you're right too. The core of that or the root of that is the fear of man. You care what other people are doing, or you care what other people think of the, about you. Um, That's so, ego. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, how, so how, do, how do you let go of that? How do you, in that moment go, okay, enough is enough. I'm going to, I'm banging my head up against the wall here. I want to stop. I want something different. I want to be able to dial in. How did you do it? So you want to hear a crazy story. This one's actually like mind blowing. So my wife goes to a holistic chiropractor and uh, he does a lot of mindset training, mindset shifting. And yeah. I had this Uh, subconscious fear of wealth. And I think it stemmed from when I was a kid and and things that I had learned or that I perceived or just my interactions with other people. And so I go to this chiropractor with the intention of really like eliminating some of these doubts and and these beliefs that were like deep-seated. I go in there and and we were making about, I would say we were probably making about $20,000 a month at the time. And, um, I go in there and for about half an hour, he works on me and and we start giving me these statements to say, it's like, I believe I am worth a billion dollars. I believe I am worth a hundred million dollars. I believe I'm capable of making a billion dollars. Right. And, and he gives me these statements and then he does this like funky muscle testing. I don't know if you've ever done that before. It's, it's crazy. (laughs) And so I start doing this stuff and, and, and I go weak on some of these statements. And so then he, he really like taps into the belief and it comes down to confidence in myself and, and belief in myself. He does some more crazy stuff where I cross my legs. I say the statements, I close my eyes. I, I think about what I'm capable of until I have like a mental shift. He's like, I want you to repeat this in your brain until you have a mental shift. And, um, I finish up, you know, I sit up, I don't, I don't feel any different. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Uh, I leave and literally like two weeks later, our income started to increase and it tripled within three months. Our income tripled within three months. And I had been capped at like that 20 K a month for, for a good long time. And then from there, now we're, we're almost double where that was. And it's just like, this is insane. Like everything is just moving so incredibly fast all because I shifted my mentality. And I, I know that sounds like out there and crazy, right. but if you think about it, like what deep seated issues are holding, really are holding anybody back. Like yeah. it can just be the way that you, you process something or the way that you see an opportunity. If you see an opportunity, you think to yourself immediately, like I could never do that. Well, then you're never going to be able to do that. But yeah. if your first thought is oh, I can do anything, I can do anything. I put my mind to, then you're going to go after it. You can be tenacious and, and you're going to crush it. Yeah. And so it yeah. all boils down to the same stuff. You know, it's like belief, confidence. A hundred percent. You're, 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 <laughs> you're striking a chord. I'm pretty sure with almost every single listener, <laughs> but then, but then you gave a practicality of this is how you do it. Right. And so for you, it was being able to dial into some of those core beliefs or doubts. Um, and so what have you, what have you done since then? Like, how do you hold on to that? Do you have a daily discipline or do you have a weekly uh, routine? Like what, what do you do to be able to hold on to what happened in that day? That was kind of monumental for you. 
Um, you know, that that's a really hard question to answer because I, I, I don't really know. Like, I just know that now I believe that I'm capable of anything and I try to present myself that way. And if, and, and it doesn't mean I don't have hard days. Like I have hard days all the time, but I also know that every time I have a hard day, that's immediately followed up by something incredible. And so uh, in my brain, I believe that something amazing is coming immediately after a hard day. And so my brain is on the lookout for opportunity and it's on the lookout for connections and networking. And I always find it. And there's always um, something amazing that happens after a hard day. I had a, um, had a client, we, we had one of our clients leave us a couple of weeks ago. This is fascinating. Um, she, um, she, she wasn't doing the work uh, that we needed her to because she had a whole bunch of family issues and personal things going on. And so she ended up leaving and it was a disappointment. It's always hard when, when you lose a client, especially when you build a relationship and a friendship with them. Um, but I knew, I was like, you know, if she leaves, you know, that void's going to be filled. Somebody's going to come in. And so I, I wasn't afraid of it at all. It was disappointing for a minute. And then I was like, okay, no, it's all good. Somebody else is going to come in. And um, the next day I wake up and I'm thinking, okay, where is it? Somebody's going to come in. And I check my email, you know, I'm doing, going through the motions of just going throughout the day and I'm thinking something's going to come in. And it was about 11:30 AM. And I think to check my Slack and uh, just connections with, with our clients. And one of our, our top clients, our, our um, best clients was like, Hey, I've got a referral for you. And they sent it at 7:30 AM. And I was like, there it is. And there, there it, is. it is, you know? And, and from then it's like, we've had two or three clients reach out to us, two or three new clients reach out to us a week. And it's like, as soon as there was a void, it was filled, not only filled, but super filled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, you're right. A, a mindset is everything. Um, and it, as much as it feels like you said out there, it's actually not very far at all. It's just right in your brain. It's in your mind. Yeah. Um, and for the people that it does feel out there, it's because they've put it way out there as opposed to confronting it and, and talking about it, thinking about it, writing about it, saying about it, whatever you need to do in order to, to get yourself to that place. I remember when I first read Thinking Grow Rich yeah. and it just whoosh, right over my head, you know, I was yeah. probably 19, 18. And uh, I circled back to it a handful of years, years later. And, and since that circle back, it, it's an annual read for me. And this was probably, I don't know, maybe five years or so ago, I, we moved and I found a piece of paper that I had written down in essence, what the book, you know, it has you go through and you have your income statement and how you're going to get it and what the services that you're going to provide and, you know, all that stuff that it has you go through in the book. And, and I found my sheet from like three years prior, but this moment was like five years ago. So eight years total ago. And, um, so I'm reading this, it was like the bottom of a page. I hadn't packed it or anything. It was just the bottom of a book or at the, at the bottom of a box. So I'm reading this page and I'm like, oh my gosh, I freaking did that. You know, <laughs> I, I did what was on the page, you yes. know? And, but I remember, I, I remember when I wrote it down I, and I wrote it or sorry, I read it every single day for that year. And then I don't know what happened to the page, but somehow it got put in a box. And, and then it reminded me years later of like, and I was still doing it. I had obviously moved on to the next goal and moved up the income. I mean, we just keep moving, but yeah, I remembered that. And I remembered the moments because it was the first time I'd done it. And it was incredible to look back and go, wow, I freaking did it. You know? No. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you set an intention it, it, it's, it's fascinating, but you know what, what helped you, I'm sure accomplish that is that 
you held on to those beliefs and those things subconsciously, at least. 100%. And you came back to it and you're like, oh my gosh, I did it. Yeah. Think and Grow Rich, one of my favorite books. You know, we one of the very first, I guess it was it was a book, but we watched the the video, The Secret, um, you know, 17, 18 years ago when it came out. And that was like one of the very first, one of our first introductions into the power of thought. Now, do I believe that you can will things with your brain? I, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe, but I think that the, the principles of setting an intention on things will move you subconsciously towards those things. I'm reading a book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, I think, by Dr. Okay. Joe Dispenza right now. And um, it's absolutely fascinating. It's, a, it's about intention and it's about uh, setting your mind towards the things that you want. And he's got this story in there and it's uh, another really fascinating thing. He, he's talking about how there was a study done on 3000 patients who had sepsis. And the study was uh, they were going to, they had a, a bunch of people participate and they were supposed to pray for half of the people who had sepsis. And, and then not pray for the other half. It was wow. supposedly to, to figure out, you know, the, if the power of prayer is legitimate. And so they do this thing. And after the study is done, they found that on, on average, the people who had sepsis healed faster and overcame their sepsis in a shorter period of time than people who did not. The craziest thing, though, is that they not everybody who had sepsis had sepsis at the time of the study. They they did a, a number of people who had sepsis 10, 15 years before, and the people who were participating in the study didn't know at all. Right. But on average, those people healed faster too. So his point is that prayer and intention transcends time. I don't know if, if you're a religious guy. I'm, I, you yeah. know, I'm a Christian, I'm a religious guy. And, um, and so for me, like the way that I have shifted my, my intention and my prayers now has been not only for the present and the future, but also praying for myself in the past and praying in gratitude that I received the education and the training and, and went through all the hardships that I did because they're, they've set me up now and set me up for the future. Like yeah. prayer and intention, transcending time is like mind blowing to me. I love it. But but super fascinating, and the book yeah. is incredible. And it's not a, it's not a religious book. It's it's a book about intention. Um, but it's insane. Yeah, really, what you're breaking down, like you're saying, is thought intention, and so I love that. And that's what I have taken away from another perspective of, you know, being a believer, having a Christian faith, but mm -hmm. reading Think and Grow Rich, and it's like you know you can call it training your subconscious mind, or you can call it prayer. You can call it dialoguing with the Holy Spirit if you want to. But yeah. Whatever, whatever your desire is to, to name it, um, <laughs> I know what it is. <laughs> yeah, and it works. And, and it works. And it works. I'll tell you that for sure. Um, especially when you can look back on your own history and go, okay, not, not that I've seen it in others. Okay, I hear your story. It's inspiring. But when, I, when you can look back on your own, and it doesn't have to be just money related. It can be, it can be a history of whatever you were thinking about because you're right. A lot of times when you focus in and you dial, on some, dial in on something, that's typically what uh, – what you're going to get, not because you've, you've willed it per se, but because your brain has been open and ready for those things to, to be made available to you and, and to happen. Exactly. <laughs> yep, exactly. So good. Well, well man, uh, this is not, not where I was anticipating this conversation to go, but love oh. it. <laughs> love it. It's always on like the top of my mind in conversations now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and as it should be, and oh, gosh, I mean, I think, I think mindset work, and what we've what we're talking about is actually the foundation to a lot of 
um, what people are missing in their business because a lot of times they're just going through the motions and they haven't sat down and been intentional about what they're trying to do or what they're trying to accomplish or what their goals are or what they want out of life or or any of that. So I'm going to use that as a transition to talk about decisions. Um, I love good and bad decisions. You've shared um, a couple of things here so far um, about some of the rocky parts of the road. I'd love to hear a good decision that you made along the way um, that you think would be super applicable for someone who's listening right now that just is uh, trying to get to that next level. Yeah, I think the best decision that I ever made was to hyper-focus um, and become, become the brain surgeon of my industry, of my category. And what I mean by that is like, if you look at doctors, when they go to college, they have a few different paths they can take. They can go into general, be, be a general practitioner. They can go into being a um, ophthalmologist and, and become an, uh, an eye surgeon or an eye doctor. There's so many different fields within the medical community that you can decide, but the most high, the highest uh, paid is brain surgeon. Right. There aren't as many general or as many brain surgeons or our general practitioners are highly specialized and they get paid the most. General practitioner makes on average like 250 to 300,000 a year, whereas a brain surgeon can make 700, 800, a million dollars a year just by being a brain surgeon. They're highly specialized. The best decision I ever made was to stop being a yes man to every request that came into me thinking I had to take it in order to pay my bills, in order to, to scale my business and just say, nope, this is the only thing that I do and take it or leave it. And, uh, and what's, what that's allowed me to do is become the specialist on social media with YouTube. And people pay me basically whatever I ask now because I'm so focused. I don't, I don't do Instagram. I don't do Facebook. I don't do anything else. I am the YouTube guy. Uh, the riches are in the niches, they say, right? So I, I wholeheartedly believe that. And I, I tell anybody that I can, even on YouTube, I'm like, if you want to be successful on YouTube, be very specific with what you teach. Uh, be that guy. Exactly. The wife part of your team. Talk on that for a half second, because I know you, you said you've done everything together. My wife's not involved in my businesses, but I can tell you that her involvement in me has made a, like it makes all the difference of how I show up every single day. So Alex and Layla Hermosi, uh, I, you know, I, some of your audience will probably know who they are, um, but they're this, this incredible power couple right now on the rise on every social media platform. They've written books, they do business together. And one of the things they say is, um, is making sure that you have a partner that is either a cheerleader or she's a, a, a doer with you. Like she gets things done with you. And, um, and I was blessed that my wife was both. She's a mover and a shaker, and she also is a cheerleader. And so four years ago, three, four years ago, she decided to step away from our business so she could focus on homeschooling our kids. And now, you know, she's my my biggest support, my biggest cheerleader. I can go to her with questions and and talk to her about business decisions. And I can go to her and and lament about difficult things and right. and hardships that I'm going through. And she's always there to help buoy me and keep me up and keep me, keep me lifted and, um, and give me advice and talk me off the ledge when things get, when things get rough. Right. Uh, so my wife is, uh, the best thing that ever happened to me in terms of life in general, but, but also in business, like having a partner that can really, really encourage you and, and also help you 
maintain a le- the level of confidence and faith that you need in order to be successful. Very, very yeah. important. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the confidence piece that you were talking about, even that you were gaining from dealing with some of your doubts, even all that work that you've done there, if you go home to the quiet place where wifey isn't on the same page and destructive even, yeah, the rest of it goes away. Yep. Um, you can yep. do all the self self work you want champ. Um, but, <laughs> but man, it, it's going to be difficult if, if, uh, if the quiet place at home isn't, isn't that isn't quiet and restful and, and encouraging and, and a place where you can, you can, you can delineate from the day because that's exactly what my wife has been as well. Not, not necessarily, uh, she's a doer that's for sure, but just not necessarily in the business. It sounds like your wife's the same now where it's like, you know, we've got a whole family where the kids and a bunch of other things going on at the farm and, Yep. And uh, we we come back together at the end of the night, but um, she'll be the first one to to say, "Hey, get on out there, champ! I believe in you." Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Well, no, what's funny is uh, Layla Hermosi actually did a video about this, and um, she, she they she said that they give presentations to their staff and to their coaching clients and things like that, and. And she was like, last time I gave a presentation, I had two people go home and get a divorce. And I had two people in our, in our audience who ended up marrying each other. And I was like, Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah when faced with reality. <laughs> <laughs> one of those, one of those things, it's like, it's a hard topic, but, um, but it's just so important that you surround yourself with people that are going to help you get to that next level. And, um, and I, I would never, uh, I, I could never be the, the person who'd be like, you know, have a, have a hard conversation with somebody about their spouse. Um, but, but I know what it's like to have a spouse that's incredible and it's very helpful towards accomplishing our goals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a very, very, very uh, light way of saying it for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So quick question here before we transition to the speed round, Yeah. do you have any sort of a discipline um, when it, or formula when it comes to decision-making. You've kind of mentioned some of the ways that you do things kind of big picture. You've mentioned sometimes you talk with wifey, but is there like a certain process that you follow when trying to make good decisions in your business? So I, I try to study things out as quickly as possible in my brain. Um, I go over lists of pros and cons. I, I don't write things down. My wife's a, uh, she's, she's a type C personality, right on the disc, the oh, disc okay, personality. Sure. Yeah, so yeah. she's like very analytical. So she'll write, she'll do spreadsheets and lists and things like that. That's not how I work. <laughs> I'm, I usually intuitively like, yeah, I feel like this is good. And these are the reasons that it's good, but I don't really have a process other than just feeling it out. I, I, I from thinking grow rich again, like, um, was it Henry Ford said, make decisions quickly, change your mind slowly. Right. And, and so that's kind of the, the principle that I live by. It's like, I'm going to make a decision fast. And once I make it, I'm not going to transition until I really have hard data telling me this is either good or this is bad. Uh, But I also don't take risk more, more than I can handle. Right. I, I, I I learned that the hard way early on in our business, um, our business journey was spending more than I had. and, And so I scale things within my means and, and things have been, you know, things have worked really well for us to get to seven figures. Sure. Uh, now, if I want to get to nine figures or 10 figures, if I ever get to that point, then I'll, I'll probably have to think about doing things differently by creating funds and things like that of, with with money that I, I don't personally have. But I think that um, scaling wisely and being 
being smart about how you scale is uh, is really important. Yeah. It's an important part of of growing and then maintaining your confidence as well. Not feeling, not having fear or stress kind of looming over your shoulders. Yeah, hundred percent. So good. Thank you for that. That's um, extremely valuable. If the listener is paying attention, they've gotten high level. They've gotten super practical from you. And, uh, and even just, just like what you're thinking of is how you go through your process. The emotional piece of making decisions doesn't have to be a roller coaster, which I love is what you just said. You said, I'll make a decision quick and it's based on emotion or feeling, but then you'll stick to it. There's a, there's a stick to itiveness about your decision, making a commitment around seeing things through, which all ties back to the perseverance that you mentioned at the beginning of the show here, which is like, look, doesn't mean that you have to be sold on something forever, but man, if you just stick with it long enough, you're probably going to see what you're looking for in the end. Yep. Yep. So, exactly. Being sold on those decisions. I love it. Okay. So speed round, you ready, dude? I'm ready. Let's do it. If you could only track one metric since you just told us that you don't track much, <laughs> that your wife tracks. <laughs> um, what would it be, man? What, what metric would you choose if you could only pick one? I don't know. Um, probably PL. I mean, it really like it all kind of boils down to profit and loss. Where's my money going? And if I can see a snapshot of where my money is going, it's easy, easier to make decisions based off of that. Yeah, 100%. Good. You already mentioned a couple of books here, Think and Grow Rich, and, and then the other one that you mentioned. Any other books that you'd suggest a six figure owner reading to get to the seven figure mark? So, so the first book, the first personal development business book that we read was um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I think that's a, just such a great foundational book for anybody who's understanding assets and liabilities and, and making sure that you're making good decisions with your money. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, Richest Man in Babylon, great book, Greatest Salesman in the World, The Alchemist. These are all books that really like help with the mindset. Yeah. And I would say any of the old stuff, um, it, it, it just like Think and Grow Rich and, and the stuff that was written in the early 1900s was just so good. And there's not a pitch in it. And nope. so at the end of the book, you don't feel like you're missing something because a lot of the business <laughs> books right now are written as sales copy with the intention yeah. of getting you to get into their program. I'll go back to like, As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. It's like, you can read that a hundred times over. James Allen's long gone. You know, it's like his book is just meant to help you out. And so I, I've really like cut out a lot of like the newer stuff because I, I'm just tired of being, feeling like I'm, I'm being sold something in the book. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I don't know if I've verbalized it quite like that, but I love the old stuff. Um, and maybe for that reason, I don't know, but it just is very, very practical and real. And you're all the books um, that you've mentioned, you know, it's funny. One, one quick thing. I don't normally do this on, <laughs> on the book recommendations, but the richest man in Babylon for me, what's it like a 30 page book, a, a 60 page book. It's not short, not very big yeah. at all. Super short. And I didn't read that um, early in my journey. I was already doing multiple seven figures and I read that and it was like, you know, I, not bad with my money. I'm not, you know, like, I mean, I'm aggressive, <laughs> But yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, um, dumb. Right. And so, yeah. but even, even, even as I read that book, being a smart business owner, being aggressive, but not overdoing it, I still got so much from that book because I was probably six or seven years into having multiple, very, very successful businesses. But, but what I was doing was I was shoveling it back in, shoveling it back in, shoveling it back in, which is fine. That's okay. They get to do that for a period of time. But that 
simple principle that I've known forever, pay yourself first, basically, was so mind-blowing for me at that time of like, you got to start taking things off the top. Otherwise, there is nothing like you don't have a real business, really. I mean, yeah. you do, but I, I'm, we're kind of we're kind of delineating here. But man, that book, um, even at a high level, was so profound to me. Yep. Yep. Such yeah. a great book. I think that's why, like, um, as a man thinketh, also it's like 30 pages. It's it's right. it's so short, but so profound. And you can really get you can get everything you need out of out of those couple of books to really have like a solid foundation to just start working from. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's why probably I read Think We Were Rich every year now is because at every level, it feels like the same material gives you something different. Yeah. Um, because the way that you think is different, ideally. And so you're reading quote unquote, the same material, but it's, it's a, it's a fresh perspective on uh, the next level that you've, you've achieved. So exactly. um, timeless material, yep. really. Okay. Do you intentionally network or mastermind with other entrepreneurs? Uh, yes. I, I think that's probably one of my biggest strengths uh, is getting into circles of people who I want to be uh, working with. Yeah. And so like I uh, manage Russell Brunson's YouTube channel. Um, Russell Brunson, for those of you who don't know, home is the CEO of ClickFunnels. He's uh, uh, massively successful. And um, just being around him, involved with him was super beneficial to our success. I do so much business in the ClickFunnels community just because of the relationships I built there. Uh, I've, I've had the opportunity to interview Mark Cuban. Um, he, we worked, uh, I, I was a preferred vendor for, for Mark Cuban, um, what's it, Mark Cuban companies uh, for all the Shark Tank deals. Uh, yeah. Did a lot of business with the Shark Tank people. And, um, and it, it's like every person that I, I want to get get in touch with, or I want to do something with, uh, I ultimately end up getting there because of the relationships I build. And I think the key factor in relationship building is to never ask for anything, always offer something. And there's kind of this law of reciprocation. When you give somebody something, they want to help you, especially when you do it with the intention of never asking for something in return. And, uh, and I've always been able to just scale, I guess, scale the, the social ladder, uh, work with people who I want to work with because I'm just so value oriented. I just want to give people right. everything that I've got. And I work super hard in order to, to get into these circles and it always ends up working out. So now my intention right now is to do something with Elon Musk, uh, whether that's getting him on a, on a podcast or, or just, I don't know, doing something with him. I just think it'd be really cool because he seems yeah. like a really solid dude. <laughs> seems like a solid dude. The richest man uh, to date. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll get in there. It'll happen. Of course. Of course. We've already discussed why. That's great. That's right. All right. Last question here for you, Scott. Yep. If, if you lost it all today, what would you do? Uh, I would I build it back up. Like I, I, it, I just, I know now that I know how to do it too, like I would probably do it two or three times faster because I've sure I know exactly what, what steps to take. And, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's probably what I do. Uh, now if I were like, I'm going to, I'm going to twist your question around a little bit too. Like if I were to not lose it all, but if I were to just, if my business were to disappear with enough to retire, uh, I would go and I I would, I would uh, restore 
old buildings and houses and furniture okay. and projects. I love breathing new life into old things. Interesting. Um, Is there a fix and flip business in your future? You know, my, it, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to do stuff like that. I've got four kids and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm getting really good at, at spending not a lot of time in my business because we're, as we're scaling, I'm, I'm outsourcing some of my tasks and I'm really enjoying my time with my family and my kids. And so yeah. I don't know yeah. if I'd want to like go and take on like a house flipping project right now. Yeah. <laughs> with well, their, at their ages. Yeah. I was going to say, well, maybe there's a who out there for you as far as somebody who would, who would run with you on that. So um, that's great. Scott, I so appreciate you um, just giving us the real uh, about your journey and, and you talked about value and giving value. And, and that's really, you know, it's obviously why I do the show, but then why guys like you come on to the shows, because it's all about giving away the things that have worked, not worked and, and trying to help the entrepreneurship community just uh, raise up uh, as a whole. And so uh, rising tide raises all ships. So thank you for your value. Thank you for just coming and pouring it out. We really appreciate it. And if someone connected with you today, just they want to reach out and, or maybe they want to hire you uh, to run their YouTube channel. Um, how do they find you? Uh, you can find me on social. Uh, it's I am Scott Simpson, Simpson without a P. And it's not I am. It's I am like I'm Scott Simpson on, on Twitter, on uh, Instagram. They can find me on Facebook or you can go to our website, which is graffiti.com. It's graffiti without the G. Nice. Love it. Well, um, if you've, if you've uh, found value in Scott and, and I want to connect with him, those are the ways you can definitely do it. But dude, man, you've, you've given us a ton here today. Thank you so much for, for doing that and coming on the show. Really, really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks, man. It's been great. Thanks for listening to Gathering the Kings. We hope you got a ton of value today and learned a thing or two about taking your business to seven figures and beyond. If you desire more and want a community around you to help you get there, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. That's gatheringthekings.com. And I want you to apply for our next Becoming a King 90-Day Intensive. We are extremely exclusive by nature as a group. What that means is that we're really wanting only the entrepreneurs who take their business and targets super serious to apply. So if that's you, you think you got what it takes to level up your business, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com and apply. And we will see you on the other side.